Question for you. If you set out to commit a crime, but as you're committing the crime, you're completely ignored, did you are you guilty of committing a crime? <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna love the video that's gonna go with this story on this podcast today. Welcome to my take. Well, it's not my take, it's Miguel Crespo's take. Whatever. For inspiration to go. Welcome to my take, Pastor Crespo here. My take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the desert of negativity and despair. I am thinking of actually changing. If you look on the, if you're watching on Spotify, you see the logo, the My Take with Miguel Crespo. I'm thinking of maybe kind of changing that logo to reflect what might look like, I don't know, a palm tree or something to make it look like an oasis because My Take is your oasis of inspiration and hope in the nutty world that we live in today. You know, I love doing this podcast. There are some things that I you know, you take news articles and you talk about them. If we can laugh, we're going to laugh. I hope you laugh at this podcast. But to take them and then kind of segue into some lesson from Scripture, that's what I love about this podcast. I hope that you've been blessed as you've been a part of the MyTake family. Today, today, I have a news story that, that has a video with it as well. And I encourage you, you know, you can catch this podcast on Apple, on Google, on Amazon, on Spotify. But when it comes to the video, the video uh, portion or the, or the video part of this podcast, you really need to go to Spotify. Today is one of those days you need to watch this podcast. You need to watch the video because I got a video that it's just too funny. You know, I, I grew up, I grew up in the inner city. And uh, today I, I can, I'm here before you in this podcast. I am, <clears throat> I'm blessed and I don't want to take any credit for it. But, but as you look at me, if you were to look at me or look at say a resume, say, okay, this, this person is an ordained pastor. He uh, holds a master's degree. He's uh, heavily involved with his church and administration. He's an author. Uh, he's done evangelism. He, he, this man is a man of experience. You might even get the impression that he might be somewhat distinguished, <laughs> but I have to tell you that there are some things, sometimes when that inner city kid comes out and I, I can't hold him back. And this is one of those times I want to share something with you. Just thinking about it makes me, makes me laugh. Now I have a video that I want to share with you. We're going to use the video to start off in this story. And again, you need to go to Spotify to watch this. It's, it's, uh, <clears throat> well, I think it's I think it's funny as I'll get out. Uh, let me share this with you. I'll, I'll share the title here. The title is this. A man's attempt to rob an Atlanta nail salon last week did not go as planned after the patrons basically ignored him. <laughs> I got to show you this. I'm going to show you this. Um, again, you, I'll try to give a little bit of explanation if for those of you that are listening to the audio version of this podcast, but I want you to picture, I want you to picture the inside of a business, you know, one of those mall, uh, nail salons where they're not too, too big. They're not too small, but you got some people sitting there waiting to waiting to be waited on. And all of a sudden this guy comes in, he wants to rob the place. Uh, check, check this out. And there's also commentary because I got this from, uh, another, another, uh, channel. So listen to this. He, he comes in. 
He's got his. A would-be robbery doesn't go quite as planned. He's got his coat wrapped around in one hand. into a nail salon demanding money, but no one reacts to his threats. He's yelling at him. One lady just got up and walked out. Security video shows what happened on July 2nd in Atlanta, Georgia. And everyone when a ignores suspect him. walked into the nail first salon. He comes in. See, he comes in here with his coat wrapped around The man hand. calls for everyone to get down and hand over all their money. Everybody get down! Look at the lower right of the screen. There's the person at the cash register. He's just looking at him and he picks up his phone. Customers and employees don't react at all. He just the picks up his phone. The owner even answers a phone call rather than interact with the suspect. <laughs> you, you need to look at look One at the body language of this would-be robber. Video shows her stand up and put her hands out. The suspect then snatches up her cell phone. She gets up. As the woman steps outside, the suspect screams for the others to hand over about three or four money. people. They're not even listening to him. He's bending over and yelling at them, and they're but not the even looking at him. But the customers still refuse to react or give up their belongings. Defeated, the suspect appears stunned. Look at his body language in a second here. Walking out of the shop. He, he shakes his head, looks around. Nobody's paying attention. He's like, man... And he walks right past the lady that originally Video shows out. the suspect pass by the woman whose phone was just stolen before she re-enters the salon. This poor guy. So he comes in. Officials say the suspect drove off in a silver-colored sedan. Right now, authorities are... Yeah, that, that, that's the end of that. We're going to go... <laughs> you, you've got to watch this... You've got to watch this video. Go to Spotify. Look for my take with Miguel Crespo. You've got to see the video. This young fella, he comes in and he wants to rob the place. I want you to think about what this is. That he comes in and he's listen. I'll give you. I'm going to give you some credit. At least you came in with a very confident voice. You came in very commanding. Everybody, get down. Give me the money. And he had his I don't know his hand inside of some bag to make it look as if as if he was uh, carrying a firearm. But nobody paid attention to him. The guy at the register picks up his phone as if he's just going around through his regular business. And he's walking around there. I mean, he looked the part. He looked like a capable young man. But it didn't work out. And eventually, he, he loses steam. And he has to leave the business. And he walks right by the same person, one of the people that actually walked out. She didn't run away. All she did was she got up. She's sitting next to the door. She got up, walked through the door, and then just stayed to the side of the door, waiting until the robbery was over so that she could go back in and get her nails taken care of, I guess. Oh, my friend, you've got to watch this video, and you've got to think of what's going on through the minds of these people. We live in a nutty world. I have to tell you, we live in a crazy, crazy world. Now, this there's an article that goes along with this video. It's pretty much summing up what you see in the video. You know, the man comes in, he shouts, everybody, get down, give me all your money. And he was ignored by customers and employees. And the salon owner even thought it was okay to answer his phone. Uh, there's what, what do you say? This guy goes in and he is humiliated because nobody is paying attention to him. He, and he's still at large, as, as uh, the news article shares. Um, I have a question.
I have a lot of questions. If you set out to commit a crime and you walk into a store and you start yelling at people, everybody get down, give me your money, but nobody gets down, nobody gives you their money, and after a minute or two, you just get kind of deflated, like, oh, man, nothing. <laughs> and you say, you know what, I'm just going to go. And so you see his shoulders drop a little bit. He's a, just a, kind of sad, and he just kind of pushes. He doesn't even run away. He walks away. <laughs> Is it a crime? Should that person be prosecuted? I mean, they really didn't do anything. Uh, I don't know. My friends, my my take family, listen, I got to tell you, I, there are some things that you go through, and I, I want to be a good Christian. I love the Lord. Jesus knows everything about me, and he loves me anyway. And I try to always show the best of what it means to be a Christian, and I try to be you know, try to live up to what the expectation is of an ordained minister, you know, a master's degree and church administrator and all that. But there are times, there are times when the, the Miguel who grew up in the hood, Miguel who, who, you know, look, I come from a family where my grandparents had 19 children. We were not Christian. My mom was really the one out of the 19, the one devout Christian. And she raised us, but we were living amongst a, a, a family that just was not Christian at all. So crime, vice, um, jail, drugs, all of these things were very real realities. The, the culture, the language. And I have to tell you, watching my man, watching my man go in there and try, listen, um, my first thought... <laughs> My first reaction when I was watching this video was, nah, dog, this is Atlanta. You got to come harder than that. If you're going to go into, if you're going to rob a place, you got to come harder than that. Um, well, I don't know what you're thinking. The, 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 it, <laughs> how demoralizing is it? Do you think he had to go get therapy after that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine going to uh, this is where I wish I had more the uh, more ability to do some skits or sound effects on this podcast. This would be great. Can you imagine? This guy walks in, you know, he's got a, he's got his baseball hat turned backwards and and he's walking in kind of with the, you know, cuz cuz all of us in the hood, we all got our little ditty bob we're walking in and you sit down on the couch of this psychologist and you're like I need some I need some therapy. What for? I have PTSD. You have post traumatic stress disorder? No, man, I got post-thievery stress disorder. <laughs> and he tells him the story that he went to this to rob this place. And and look, uh, again, this is this is the street coming out of me. Forgive me. I just can't help but laugh. He's got a salon full of of females. And if you look at him, I think all but one were small framed compared to him. This guy was was bigger than they were. So he was more physically intimidating than they were. The guy at the counter is an he looks like a like an elderly man. So he walks in and he couldn't intimidate any of them to do anything for him. And he's like, man, <laughs> what do you tell a guy? What does the psychologist tell a guy who comes in looking for therapy because his confidence is now shot? I can't even be a good criminal. What do I do? I have no self-esteem. My, my relationships will be ruined forever. If, if it was me, I'm not a psychologist, but if I was, this is exactly what I would say. I said, listen, 
you, this is Atlanta, okay? We don't, we, you don't be coming into the store to rob someplace with just some words and a bag over your hand. You should have thrown something. You should have broken something, fired a couple of shots into the air. Now, <laughs> I, I'm going to get in trouble for this. <laughs> I am not giving advice to criminals on how to be better criminals, okay? Criminals probably don't listen to this podcast. I'm just, I'm just having some fun, but nah, dog, you, you, you got to come harder than that. If you're going to do something like this, that was weak. <laughs> you, you need to give up your life a crime, man. It's better just go work, get a job, <laughs> go work hard, um, because the, the your 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 rap ain't working, my friend. Um, listen, there before the grace of God go I. Let me just put it that way. I I watched this video. It's hilarious. I can just imagine what's going through this guy's mind. Nobody pays attention to him. Now I I want to move on. I do. I just this is this is going to go in in I, as I said, maybe one of these days I'll do stories of podcasts that I've done where criminals have tried or attempted to do things that I would consider really dumb. Although I don't even know if I could include this guy because he he definitely had crim, criminality in his heart. But 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 my man couldn't he he didn't he didn't get it across the goal line he couldn't get it done um i don't know we'll see uh, l- let me get serious here okay i i do want to get serious i'm hoping i can get serious because the podcast is not about making fun of dumb criminals my this podcast is about using news stories to segue into scripture segue into bible lessons so i'm going to try uh, to get serious here there, there is, there are Bible lessons that we can draw from this. Believe it or not, yes, yes, there are Bible lessons. Um, couple things. One is this: that words alone are never going to get it done in anything. The Bible talks about things like this. For example, that it's not just a person that hears the word; it's a person that does the word. In other words. Your words and deeds, if you want to have power, if you want to have influence, if you want to connect with people, but not only that, if you want to connect with God, your words and your deeds have to go together. That's where true power, true influence lie, whether it's with God or with your fellow man. But but there is something, you know, I was laughing about, again, I want to, I want to get serious because this is, this is a, this actually is a good story to segue into scripture. You know, I look at the attitude of this person that when they don't know who, who he was, you know, this, this, um, I don't even want to call him a criminal because he didn't do, he didn't commit a crime. So, you know, this, 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 this person, but you know, what's really interesting about this video, it's the attitude of the people. When he came in, he came in sort of intimating that he had a gun covered by this bag in his hand and he's being forceful and he's being confident get down give me your money and it had no influence on them whatsoever they were not phased at all how hard does your heart have to be to have yourself in danger and you not even lift up your eyebrows you not even take your attention off of your cell phone for it that's I'm telling you this reminds me of a story in the Bible Jesus the Bible says this is comes from Matthew chapter 13 I want to encourage you to to read this Matthew chapter 13 Jesus is kind of talking to the people 
And he tells them a parable. And, and I'm not going to tell you the whole parable. I'll, I'll give you the, the, the gist of it. Jesus tells a parable of a, of a sower, a farmer. He went out to plant seeds. So he, he's kind of casting his little seeds out, you know. And the Bible says that, no, this is Jesus, sorry. Jesus said, well, uh, he had his field. He threw his seed and some didn't even land on the field. Some, some landed off to the way, off to the side there. And then some of the seed that the farmer was casting fell amongst uh, ground that was really mostly stony. Then some of the seed that the farmer put out there landed on ground that was really full of thorns. And then some of the seed that the farmer threw down landed on what he called good ground. Well, of course, he's talking about the seed and he's talking about the different types of, land, of ground. Well, the Bible says that the apostles, the disciples, as they were hearing Jesus tell the story, they really didn't get it. Which I, I find hard to believe, but I, I, they didn't get it. They didn't understand it. So in Matthew chapter 13, after he told this parable, this story, he's preaching to the people and he's using these stories. The disciples come up to him and they said, Jesus, what's going on here? What is, what, can you tell us the meaning of your parable? And so Jesus begins to tell them the meaning of the parable. And basically the, the, main, uh, the main lesson in the parable was this, that the different types of ground were symbolic for the condition of the hearts of people. There were some people whose hearts there were so out of the way of the truth, they were so far away that what happened when, when, you're, when the seed, the word of God lands on it, that the birds come up and they just pick it up. He, he talked about thorns and, and stony ground being examples of what people's hearts are like. Some people's hearts are so hard that when they get the gospel, when they get the seed of the gospel, that the gospel can't penetrate through the rock through the stone of your heart. Can you imagine being so hard-hearted that the story of the sacrifice of God himself for mankind has really no impact at all? It doesn't elicit a, a tear. It doesn't elicit a, a wow. It doesn't elicit a, oh man, nothing. Then the idea of the thorns, that, that the seed, the word of God, fell amongst a heart that was thorny. And, and by that, he was talking about the fact that there are things that can choke out the seeds of the gospel, the cares, the worries, the hobbies, the vice. There are things that we entangle ourselves in and they become like these weeds with these tentacles and they choke out the word of God in our heart. Then, of course, he made reference to the good ground. That's a good heart, a heart that is soft, a heart that's receptive heart that's willing to receive the word and allow the word to have an impact. It's almost like a heart that says, God, I'm willing to go whatever direction you take me in. I'm willing to do whatever it is you ask of me to do or whatever you want me to be, whoever you want me to be, whatever you want me to do, I'll do. Jesus, Jesus told a parable about people's hearts that were so hard that not even the message that the God of the universe died for humanity has no impact at all. Doesn't even raise an eyebrow with them. Is it possible that in today's day and age, people's hearts are so hardened that even somebody coming in, threatening to kill them, wanting to take their things, that it doesn't even phase them? Is it possible that your heart could be so hard that you could be in danger, but you don't even sense it? Because you've got stony heart. You've got the cares of this world that are just 
They're keeping you busy. You don't realize just how serious the situation is. You know, I think about the days that we're living in today. Everybody seems to hate everybody. Nobody wants to get along. It's like everything is broken. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's nuts out there. Nobody seems to get along. Is it possible that you can be so hard that you can't even realize what's happening around you? When I say the danger, I'm not talking about the danger of politics or of countries threatening to go to war, but the danger of a world that's become less and less spiritual, less and less interested in the Bible, less and less interested in the idea that there's this all-powerful creator God who supersedes everything and everything needs to be should be looked at through the lens that there's a God that exists and there's a God that loves. Oh, my friend, today I want to tell you in this podcast that um, we live in a world, we live in a world where some people, um, their words and their deeds don't line up and they have no influence. Don't be that person. We live in a world today where some people are so distracted by the cares, people's Hearts are so hard from just, you know, just gotten more and more callous that they take no care. They have no sense of the danger that they're in. Oh, my friends, I'm here to tell you that the signs of the times tell us that Jesus Christ is coming soon. He's coming soon. We better be paying attention. We better be taking this seriously because the eternal destiny of every man, woman, and child depends on how we react to it. (laughs) I'm still thinking about the video. Sorry. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy whose words have no power, no influence, no effect. Nobody takes me serious. I want my words and my deeds to line up because there is when you have power and influence. I also, I also don't want to be the people in that salon who just sat around the guy saying, give me your money, get on the ground. And they barely looked up from their cell phones And didn't know a thing. You don't know what he had in that bag. Your life could have been in mortal danger, but you wouldn't, you didn't even care. I do not want to be so blinded by the cares of this life that I don't see that. Friend, (laughs) I need Jesus. I need Jesus to keep my heart softened, to keep it as that good ground. You need Jesus. If you know someone that's hard-hearted, you need to tell them you need God to do a work in your heart, to soften your heart. He can do it. He can do it. Your life will never be the same. That's my take. And that is inspiration to go. 